0: Welcome in. It is a Thursday. How is everybody doing? Appreciate you dropping by again. Thanks for uh, listening and uh, supporting the ref. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, great fans out there. and We look forward to hearing from you on the air comfort solutions text line. 405-651-3439, that's 405-651-3439. Parker, how you doing on this Thursday? Everything good? I'm making it, Mike. It is a crazy week to follow the Oklahoma Sooners. It, it, well, it? I mean, it has been for... I few... feel like we've said that every
1: week for the yeah. last two months. But
0: like, like I said the other day, you know, sometimes when you finish football season, particularly after the playoffs and all the bowl games and everything, and you're transitioning more into college basketball, maybe some of the NBA... Uh, you know, things slow down a little bit. Nothing like they do in the off season, But we have been in a layup line in terms of stuff to talk about for, you know, ever since after Bedlam. Sunday, Bloody Sunday, there's been something to talk about all the time. And this week has arguably been as crazy as any of them with so many transfer names
1: up in the air. You're talking about Jackson Dart, talking about Michael Trigg, Drew Drew Sanders, Sanders, Jackson Player. So many of these guys that could end up in an Oklahoma uniform via the transfer portal. And it's so difficult, Mike, to get information on what these guys are really thinking, where they're leaning, what their visit schedules are. Compared to a typical high school recruiting process, Mm -hmm. the transfer portal still has – a
0: layer of obscurity to it. It does. It seems to have that, no doubt. And uh, is uh, Jackson Dart in today? I saw one report. He that is in today. So Jackson Dart's in today. He's been to Ole Miss, right? Uh. So, no,
1: he has not been to Ole oh, Miss yet. he has yet. not been to Ole Miss yet. Okay. So, yes, uh, that Ole Miss visit was supposed to happen yesterday and today. Decided to visit OU first. So that and Ole Miss
0: visit is presumably coming but, hey, maybe, maybe he commits. Maybe, maybe he commits. And uh, Chubba Purdy and his family uh, visited, uh, you know, recently, too, over the last couple days. So we'll see what's going to happen with Oklahoma. And I want to talk about all those potential uh, guys that could be coming to Norman through the portal here in a minute. But I want to talk about it, And I know people are getting tired of hearing his name maybe out there. And I apologize. Caleb Williams. The minute that Jackson Dart and that tweet came out and the news came out that Jackson Dart was leaving Southern Cal and entering the transfer portal, everybody thought it's a done deal. Number 13 is going to Southern Cal. And here we are. If he's going to Southern Cal, why hasn't he made that announcement yet that he's going to Southern Cal? Maybe he's not going to Southern Cal. Yeah, he visited UCLA yesterday, apparently. So. And that's with Dorian Thompson-Robinson coming back. Uh, is Chip Kelly going to be there? Allegedly. his buy He's got a buyout that goes down to zero uh, here in the uh, not too distant future. Maybe they want Caleb Williams as head coach.
1: That's the solution. Player
0: coach, maybe that's it. I don't know. They, they, that's happened in the NBA before, right? Like with Bill Russell and uh, I think a couple others, maybe. But um, it's crickets on the Caleb front. I mean, it is well. It's City. crickets because everyone has stopped caring. Maybe, <laughs> and I understand there are even some uh, USC fans that have kind of thought, you know, what this kid appears to be a diva, and yeah, well, that's the word they're throwing around. So,
1: and when. When the uh, the L.A. residents are calling you a diva, Mike. Oh
0: man, yeah. Oh
1: man, that is the land of divas out there, no doubt. I mean, when you have been promoted to diva status in the eyes of Los Angeles natives. Oh boy.
0: Maybe Caleb Williams, you know, and we saw him at the Rams game. We saw him at the Lakers game, and we all thought, all right, if, uh, UCLA, you start to hear again that he's going to check out UCLA as well. Well, he's in L.A., why not? Chip Kelly has an NFL background. You know, maybe UCLA spanked USC last year, and they're in better shape right now than Southern Cal is. Uh, And Mule Shoe's going to turn it around, and uh, I don't don't know how good they can be out there, but as I've said, Southern Cal is a sleeping giant in a good situation. But maybe Caleb Williams looked at that roster and saw, man, that offensive line doesn't look really good. And you know what? This roster really isn't that talented. Maybe this isn't the place for me. What do you think? That looks like the only reason,
1: Mike, why he wouldn't have committed to USC yet, because we know he loves Lincoln Riley, right? And Regardless of what his dad was saying and what people close to him were saying in the public eye, uh, the fact that he visited is evidence that his relationship with Lincoln Riley wasn't as fractured as people around him might have suggested. So, if it is the case that he is not bound for USC and he ultimately commits elsewhere, I think that speaks to one of two things, Mike. I think it speaks to the fact that either he realized that the roster was in no place to help USC contend immediately and that he'd be running for his life behind a shoddy offensive line or the facilities and the overall campus experience and everything that USC had to offer just didn't impress him. And that's a very realistic possibility. Like USC does not have first-class facilities. And we have heard Gentry Williams say as much, and as you'll recall, there was a big, big battle over the summer between USC and Oklahoma for Gentry Williams' services, and it looked for the briefest of moments as if USC might be in the lead for Gentry Williams. And that's one of the things he said after committing to Oklahoma is, look, their facilities are so much better than, he called it, that school out in Cali.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, okay, so if that's the case, and we're spitballing here because we just don't know what's going on with Caleb Williams, but I think we all expected an announcement. We were going to see this tweet, you know, Caleb Williams uh, photoshopped in a USC uniform and, you know, shoe, tweeting out the uh, the victory emoji and all of that stuff. We expected to have seen this by now. And maybe we will today or maybe we will tomorrow, but this just seems very peculiar. So if not USC, then where? I don't know, Mike, because like I said, I really don't think he's coming back to OU. And OU has done a great job. They, You know what OU did? They said, man, here's what we've got for you. Here's what we can do. Uh, you know all about our facilities. You know a lot about us. You, know, uh, you, you knew Brent Vittables back from your days when uh, even you visited Clemson. You know Jeff Levy's reputation. They apparently they were talking daily for a while. Uh, you know what we have to offer, but you know what? We can't sit here and play the waiting game. We're, you know, Dylan Gabriel, welcome aboard. If you need listen, if
1: you need any evidence at this point that Oklahoma has moved on from Caleb Williams, it's all right there in front of you. Oh, because yeah. they took Absolutely. Dylan Gabriel, they hosted Chubba Purdy. They're hosting Jackson Dart right now. Three scholarship quarterbacks, potentially.
0: You can't if, wait for this kid. There's no way. As good as he is, and potentially, I, I think he is uh, off the charts, great, potentially. And we saw a lot of that. And he made some big plays for OU, there's no doubt. And the fans loved him, particularly the student section. They were always on his side. It started in that West Virginia game. But it, it's not like, you know, the last three games of the year, he went you know, crazy good. He, you know, he was, we we saw that he was a freshman, as talented as he was. Dave Miranda's defense confused him. Iowa State's defense confused him. He made some plays in the Oklahoma State game, but again, they didn't get that dub. Uh, He played really well in the Alamo Bowl, no doubt. But you can't wait on this kid, and the Sooners did not. So I love their approach here. You know, you can't, and, you know, you've heard the phrase, Holding the program hostage thrown around. Yeah, it's that's not true. That might be no a one is extreme. getting held hostage here. Yeah, that, that's a little extreme. But you know, oh OU wasn't gonna go for that. No can do, right? They, they they decided again, Dylan Gabriel, yeah, come on, man. Come on, jump on board. I know What's you're the, uh... familiar with Jeff Levy's offense and Jackson Dart. Highly recruited four-star who came on late in his high school career and has a really good live arm and a lot of athletic ability. I mean, if you have a quarterback battle in the spring between Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Dart, you're in a pretty good situation, right? One of our listeners says via the Air Comfort Solutions text line, with it being so
1: crazy with OU football, could you start the show with Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne until it slows down? I mean, no, we already have our uh, pre-edited We, open we can comment. throw it I'll, in. I'll, I'll bump out of this segment yeah. with Crazy Train. I don't mind doing that. There you go. It but has no, that's, been crazy. It has it, been crazy. You bring up a lot of really interesting points there, Mike. And All right. And with,
0: but let's think about it. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Let's say uh, the unthinkable happens because OU has played this as if they don't expect he's coming back. And that was very bright, very smart uh, by Brent Venables and company and everybody involved with the program because you just can't wait. You can't. I don't care if you got the second coming of Billy Sims or Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield. You can't wait in this situation. And they didn't. What if Caleb picks up the phone and says, I'm coming back to Oklahoma? What is the reaction going to be? Now, it's going to be good, but. I'm not convinced it's going to be good. You, you I'm not convinced. You, you I'm not convinced.
1: Whoever's on the other end of that phone, whether that's Jeff Levy or Brent Venables or Bob Stoops, is saying, "Okay, great, we'll see you next week." I'm not convinced they take him back. What, what about the, the vo-
0: What about the fan reaction? Would the fans go crazy, or are people so tired of it that they'd be like, "Yeah, okay, whatever"? No. Here's the thing: I don't know how OU can take Caleb Williams
1: back at this point because he is out of the fans' good graces. Just by virtue of how this whole situation has unfolded, and so if he wants to come back, Mike, you have to realize at this point, probably the majority of the Oklahoma fan base is never going to look at Caleb Williams the same.
0: They Even won't look at him to come the back. same. But still, what they think? Uh, I agree with that. I, let's let's see what the fans have to say. Air Comfort Solutions tax line 405-651-3439 or you can ring us up on the law offices of Rod Polston Oklahoma tax resolution line 405-329-9000. So there you go. The question on the table is do you is, want him back at this you, point? Yeah. If he said I want to come back,
1: would you as a fan take him back? Would you accept that? Yeah. Let us know. By, By the Air, way, One of our listeners sent us a picture of the current state of the Coliseum where USC plays football. There is a NASCAR short track race scheduled in February in the Coliseum. There is a picture attached to this text of a NASCAR short
0: track set up within the confines of the Coliseum. That is bizarre. I'm not sure the uh, the original Colosseum, the the Roman Colosseum, which I've seen, and it is stunning, but it might be in just about as good a shape as the Colosseum out in L.A. So. I hope that Muleshoe has, like I said, like a really small – you know, he had the Taj Mahal of offices, right? I mean, has there ever been a better coaching office than that? I hope he's got a cubicle, and they're taking his stapler, like I said, like they did to Milton in office space. Text line's already blowing up, Mike, and
1: everybody is very much of the same accord here. Caleb who? I've already moved on. He can just be gone as far as I'm concerned. Nah, it's dime time. He'd have to earn my support again. It wouldn't be a given anymore.
0: Done with Caleb. I ride with Dylan. So there you go. I like it. All right, keep those texts coming in. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we've got so many fans out there that are chiming in all the time on the text line. Let's keep that going today. Caleb back, not no, but hell no. By the way, shout out to Rennie Cook, who uh, put out a really cool tweet yesterday and said this. I've been listening to sports radio in Oklahoma for over 20 years. By far the best. to Sports Talk 1400 from TJ and T-Row in the morning to Teddy and Tyler in the afternoon. They don't have a bad hour. If you aren't in Oklahoma, download the app. Rennie, we appreciate that. Super cool. I know you've been a listener for a long time, but we very much appreciate that shout-out. Shout-out to Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour. We're just getting warmed up, folks. We are just getting warmed up. All right, we're going to talk about portal possibilities for the Sooners when we get back. It is Thursday here on The Ref. Yes, let's all hop on the crazy train. I think we've been aboard for a while, actually, and it's not stopping anytime soon. We'll be right back. Well All this right, is the uh,
1: this is the prevailing opinion on yeah, the solutions but, uh, you text were line. telling
0: me we have a phone actually specifically for the text line and that phone's jumping around, vibrating and will not stop. It's just it's going crazy. 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, and let's get to some more of those texts. Oh, boy, Mike. These are some good ones. Okay, one of our listeners says he would have to come
1: out and say this was an elaborate plan to stick it to Mule Shoe by causing Dart to transfer.
0: Then I would accept oh, it back. Oh, that's good right there. That is really good. Now, I would be all in on that. Any, any way you can stick it to Mule Shoe, I'm, I'm a fan of that, no doubt.
1: It'll be square one. He'll have to earn it all over again. Uh, One listener says he would fit in at the University of Spoiled Children, as we call it out here in AZ. I like that. Okay, so we do have some people in Caleb's corner here. There is some legitimate back and forth here on the text line. Uh, One listener says, of course you let him come back, potentially a generational talent. QB1 is open competition because you looked elsewhere. Fans, suck it up, buttercup. One listener just says, kick rocks.
0: You know, and the deal (laughs) is on that, uh, the previous text that you talked about right there is, you know what, I think as fans, you're just going to have to get more used to this. Unfortunately, I I don't like it either. But, you know, it could, this could be happening a lot more. Particularly, you're bringing in top-tier talent like Oklahoma normally does, and you get a kid who might be the best uh, quarterback in the country, you know, potentially. Uh, This might happen more frequently than we desire. One listener says there's no
1: place like home. Looking around shows you that. Hearing him say no place better would be wonderful. Boomer. Another listener says Josie and BV gave Caleb Williams permission to look around. We'd be hypocritical not to welcome him back. One listener says absolutely welcome back. Don't blame him. I think uh, here's the thing. I really do think the reason that most OU fans would not be willing to welcome Caleb Williams back with open arms is that he visited USC. Same reason I think why they would be upset if Mario Williams came back after visiting Texas, because it's it's very much the if you're not for us, you're against us. Yeah, type and of those, mentality. those are two big enemies there. Yes. Exactly. I mean, those are those are the Sooners' two biggest enemies in college football right now: the University of Texas and
0: Mule Shoot. That, that's like, you know, you break up with uh, a girlfriend and then you go date her best friend. Uh, you're probably not going to be welcome back uh, in that situation. Uh, I, I do think that OU would, you know, they would take him back. I think they personally would. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure they would be, you know, doing backflips over that situation. But, yes, and the Mario Williams deal is really strange. He visits Texas. Now, keep in mind, baseball is a big part of what Mario Williams is doing as well, right? And Texas has a great baseball program. And OU has a great baseball program, a really good one. Texas, though, has a better tradition, so that could be part of that. But you know what's interesting, too? Bruce Feldman had said this uh, the other day on the Bomb show and saying, yeah, well, you know, at one point I think there was a quote, there's like going to be an exodus of uh, players following Caleb Williams. It's like a Pied Piper thing. Well, that hasn't happened. Um we don't even know if Mario Williams, who seemed attached at the hip with Caleb Williams, will 100% follow Caleb Williams wherever he goes. And as for all the guys that were there in the Sooner Summit, what are we looking at, Parker? One, we've heard really one guy that would follow Caleb, right? Mario. And we don't know that for sure. Yeah, and Mario
1: wasn't a Sooner Summit guy. Yeah. All the guys that were at the Sooner Summit are still Sooners, at least the ones that committed initially. There were guys at the Sooner Summit that didn't commit, obviously, guys like Kamar Wheaton and Tristan Lee.
0: And the expectation is, though, a guy like Jalil Farouk is going to stay, right? Yes, at this point, yes.
1: Now, here's a very interesting opinion via the text line, and I actually really like this. Caleb wanted to come to Oklahoma as a walk on, right? Make him come back as a walk on and compete for a job.
0: You know, here's the deal, though. Uh, even if they made him do that some way, that's a that, I, that's a good text. I like that. Uh, the dude would still have in. Well, I, I don't know. In Oklahoma, would he have the same NIL opportunities? I'm sure there's some businesses that would probably think, you know what? We probably would have been in, but right now, eh, no, not so much. <laughs> oh, this is iconic. One listener says,
1: you cannot blame Mario Williams for visiting Texas. Everyone wants to see Gia the stripper monkey.
0: <laughs> that's good. I like it. Well, and Austin is a great city. There's no doubt. Maybe Mario Williams just wanted a trip to Austin. Who knows? But that's going to be a very interesting situation. So, But to me, it's, Parker, didn't you feel like after we learned the Jackson Dart news that this was going to happen within like 24 to 48 hours, and here we are, um, you know, and – it's all crickets on the Caleb front. Well, and I mentioned it at the time, and I'll I'll say it again. There,
1: I think that's how everyone read the situation. But I think there's also a very legitimate chance that that was more Jackson Dart just saying, huh, my head coach is going to pursue the top quarterback in the portal. Clearly, he
0: doesn't believe in me. Mm. And if he doesn't believe in me, I don't want to be here. All right, uh, what about the SEC again for Caleb Williams? I mean, Stetson Bennett's graduating. Georgia looks really good. I mean, no. Georgia's not going away anytime soon. Don't think about this as a flash-in-the-pan situation for Georgia. Oh, and what, it's not. Wh- it's where not. Auburn jumps up and wins the national championship, and then they go crazy and fire the coach or whatever. It's it's not like that at all. Georgia is built for the future. That was a song by The Fix back in the, way, uh, back in the day. But uh, they've been recruiting great. Kirby Smart's going to be there a long time. And when you eventually get to the SEC, we still don't know when Oklahoma will get there, but you are going to be the third best program behind Bama and Georgia. I mean, Georgia, you, you want to talk tradition and history? Yes, Oklahoma probably just, you know, just behind Alabama. But Georgia, again, that program is built to endure and stay. They're recruiting at a high level. They don't have crazy, uh, you know, uh, administrations like I think Auburn's always been kind of that way. LSU's been a little bit like that, but uh, look for Georgia to be a fixture for a long time. Back to the text line. One listener says he's a teenager trying to
1: make an adult decision. Give him a break. Of course, you let him come back. Another listener says can't knock Caleb for visiting Muleshoe after accepting Kanak following Venables and Gabriel following Lebby. Kobe committed to Texas, and OU welcomed him back. This is all unnecessary drama the program doesn't need. And I don't think, in response to that, I don't think anybody's knocking Caleb Williams for following Mule Shoe, if that's indeed what he does, or at least visiting him, giving him the time of day. But I think the sentiment is, if after all that he wants to come back, his reputation is going to be, at the very least, somewhat tarnished.
0: Yeah, and I don't blame him either. I mean, he came to OU. He he signed with Lincoln Riley more than he signed with Oklahoma, right? I mean, again, he said, I don't care if I have to walk on. I want to play for Lincoln Riley, the quarterback whisperer. I get that. And again, for me, I've I've always said, though, the one school that he transfers to that it will damage his reputation long-term, always with Oklahoma fans, would be SC. But I totally get the connection. You know, we heard initially, and again, you don't know where people are getting their information, and the people providing that information have an agenda to get out there. They know what we talk about on the radio, and they want, you know what? I'd like them to say this, and they may tell somebody, uh, you know, and they Relay it on the radio. Who knows? But how much of a factor is Caleb really in this decision? I mean, he's ultimately it's got to be his decision. You would think, but how much is his dad involved uh, or other people involved in this decision?
1: We don't know. I think at the end of the day, it's Caleb's decision. I really do believe that, just because he's he's a he's twenty years old. He's one of the best football players in the country. There's no way at least in my perspective from my perspective at least that his parents are going to force a destination upon him right and
0: you would hope not
1: exactly and if that's the case then that's a whole different can of worms okay
0: but- so parker if if you had to put a percentage on uh, whether or not caleb goes to usc right now what, what would that percentage be because we were up like 98 percent. i know i know uh and we were at one point, this is think, how crazy it's been. We were like 90% he was coming back to OU. Well, at the at very beginning. Point, yeah. yeah. But I
1: I still think the odds are greater than 50 50 he goes to USC. I'll say 60 40 right now. 60% he goes to USC, 40% he goes anywhere else. Couple more perspectives via the Air Comfort Solutions text line. If Caleb comes back. Make him wear a jersey that says mule shoe sucks during the spring game. <laughs> I like that. I like it. One listener says, if Caleb sticks Tebow with a third-string quarterback,
0: I'll forgive him no matter where he goes. I like it. I like the vendetta. V for vendetta, right? And there's a vendetta here with a lot of people uh, to the, the uh, Tebow out out west. You know, that, another another that,
1: listener says, I take the opposite view on Caleb and Mario. I'd take them back and set the expectations bar very high. If they just visited USC and Texas and decided neither school is up to OU standards, doesn't that make OU look like the superior, higher prestige program? Those two coming back to Norman would be a huge slap in the face for UT and USC.
0: I That's a good take right there. Man, you know what? These listeners, they're they smart. Some, they, they are, man. They're a lot smarter than I am. I'm just an old man just trying to survive the day, you know, but they're really good. And there have been some really good takes. I like that's a good one right there. That is a good one. We have a lot of very intriguing perspectives on this whole ordeal. Yes, we do. All right, keep the text coming, please. We would love to keep reading as many as we get. 405-651-3439. Air Comfort Solutions. You're getting your money's worth on that text line. Law Offices of Rod Polson, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line, also available to you, 405-329-9000. We're brought to you this hour by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, more Sooner Football on the way, and Jenny Baranchek. Man, Queen Patty will can never be dethroned, but the job that she has done has been unbelievable. We'll also talk about that in a little bit. Stay here. I like it. What a great album that was, too. Classic. Some Sooner fans are looking back in anger. They are those who have moved on past the Muleshoe incidents and Sunday Bloody Sunday after Bedlam. This announcer has not. I am still uh, stuck in that stage. Where are you on the uh, on the five stages of grief? Uh, what is it? Deni- anger, deni- denial, First, anger. Uh, I, I'm still in the anger stage. I, I keep thinking. Oh, wow. So we're, I, we're still in phase one. Huh? Uh, I'm still. Yeah, I haven't moved. I kept thinking, you know, it's an, I'm not going to be mad about this much longer. And then I see, like, a tweet, and, I'm, and I'm, my body starts going into convulsions. Like, what? <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. Oh, hey, man. you want to head to the Super Bowl? You can do that, uh, courtesy of our friends at Riverwind Casino. Right now, they've got a great promotion happening. Super points and super plays running through January 29th. And the top wild card members who earn the most points on specific gaming machines, the Gaming Capital Group machines, which if you go out to Riverwind, there's all kinds of signage around those machines. If you can't find them, the good people at Riverwind will point you in the right direction. Go out there, use your wild card, and earn a bunch of points on that wild card, and you could win a Super Bowl trip, including airfare, hotel stay, ground transportation, and a couple of tickets to the 2022 Super Bowl matchup in L.A. Maybe you can run into Lincoln Riley and... Tell you, tell him what you think. All of that valued at $23,000, plus they're going to send you out there with $1,000 cash as well. So take part in the Super Points and Super Plays promotion happening right now at Riverwind Casino. All right. Uh, you know what? As long as the texts keep rolling in, we're going to roll with the texts. And Parker tells me we still have over 100 that are unread, so let's roll with those. Oh, man. Okay, let's start with this one. One of our listeners says, Williams would not
1: beat out Vandegrift at Georgia. Smart wants a steady hand at quarterback. Williams sometimes looks spectacular, but he also sometimes looks terrible, especially against good defenses, which is the hallmark of SEC teams. Look, I can think of a couple dozen reasons why Caleb Williams wouldn't go to the University of Georgia. A competition with Brock Vandegrift is not one of them. Because believe me, I watched those two side-by-side, at the Elite 11 in July of 2020. Caleb Williams, I know everybody wants to hate on him right now because of the way everything has gone down. Caleb Williams is 20 times the quarterback that Brock Vandegrift is. I mean, it is not close. And by the way, if you follow anybody in the Georgia camp over the course of the last year
0: or so, the
1: reports on Brock Vandegrift in that Mm -hmm. Georgia system have been less than
0: glowing. Disappointing so far. Uh, you know, and Brock Vandegrift, What what class is he? He redshirted, right? And he's same so he, class as Caleb, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Stetson Bennett. What a great story! And but he doesn't wow you with with his arm or his size. Now his his guts and uh, his leadership are really good. But yeah, heard the same thing on Brock Vandegrift, who of course was committed to Oklahoma for a while. Um, and then that changed. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, the, the The funny thing to me to try and figure out is if it's not USC, who is it? You know? And where is a better situation in Oklahoma? Now, is Georgia a better situation? If he goes there, yes. No doubt. Um, Ole Miss? No, I don't think so. I mean, that would be a pretty good situation. But – I, I, I don't know. This whole thing's very baffling. Um, I'm, I'm with you, Parker. I still think I'm going to go about 65% SC right now, but there's a possibility again that you look at that roster. Can we see some uh, game film from last year? Can we look at the tape? Oh, my God. They are really bad. I mean, we knew they were bad, but they're really bad. Back to the text line. I think most of Sooner Nation,
1: says one listener, will not be very receptive to Caleb's return if he came back. But we can't deny that it would be the best option for the Sooners. We have to understand that he's a 20-year-old having to make million-dollar decisions. He could have been a hero had he declared early on that he was sticking with us. But there's still a chance for him to be a Sooner legend.
0: And look, I mean, Kayla here Williams, is if he came back, it would be it would be very unusual. If right? he
1: if he never plays another down as a Sooner, which it looks for all the world like that's going to be the case. He will always be something of a cult hero if for no other reason than the fact that he engineered the greatest comeback in the history of the Red River Showdown. Yeah. That day
0: will never, like, the lore surrounding that day will never die. You're right, no doubt about it, and uh, you know, you do that in a game against Iowa State or at TCU or something, that play is going to be remembered some, but you do what he did in the Cotton Bowl against uh, your hated rival, Texas, yes, that memory is always going to be there. No question.
1: One listener says, give Caleb a week in
0: the gym with Schmitty with nothing to eat but (laughs) nails and granola and call it good. Oh, yes, maybe he comes back and Schmidty puts him on Stairmaster duty for like, you know, a month. Don't get off until I tell you to.
1: One of our Tulsa area listeners says, Bob Stoops said, as long as Caleb keeps OU in the consideration, it's all good. He seems to agree with the take that if he ultimately committed to OU again, it would say to the world, there's nothing better available. Everyone seemed to be fine with him looking at it from an informed decision uh, perspective. How better to be informed than to visit the serious contenders?
0: I think it's a, a little bit like people are tired of waiting. Like, let's say you're going to get a tax refund and you don't do the rapid refund thing because you want to save some money on that or whatever. And you're waiting and you're waiting. Man, was the tax refund coming? This is even bigger. This is Oklahoma football we're talking about here. And I just think people are getting tired of waiting. And that's contributing a lot to uh, their feeling that, you know, that. It gets a little bit more negative with Caleb every day. But, you know, I do, I think even some of these negative uh, people on the text line, which that's great. I understand, I completely understand where you're coming from. There are a lot of people like, man, if you do this to Oklahoma, good riddance. Okay. But I think some people might change their tune a little bit if he actually made that decision.
1: One listener has already changed their tune to a certain degree because <laughs> earlier this listener said i think we would take him back today fans will forgive in a heartbeat if dart commits i think oh you would decline and then just a moment ago he followed up with oh parker the texas moment has long passed his lore is only in your mind so i i, I mean y'all
0: want caleb back or not because i'm getting mixed signals here People are very confused right now. They're very confused. I think there are more people out there, though, that absolutely hold the opinion that good good riddance, even though they know he's potentially a great player. He made a lot of great plays, not all of them. uh, And he made some, man, that guy's still a freshman kind of plays, too. I mean, the Baylor game, he got pulled out in the Baylor game. Spencer Rattler came back in. And... uh, But there's no doubt uh, his ceiling is, you know, very high, really high. One listener says of Oklahoma, we're like the hottest girl with a great personality. You don't leave us. I agree, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Bama and Georgia might be a little bit hotter right now, but do they have the personality? I don't know. Personality means something. Another listener says, of course we would take Caleb back. We're in the business of
1: winning football games. If he does come back, though, he better be perfect. Because if
0: not, the we want Dylan chance will be definite. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, man. <laughs> Full circle. I don't know. Uh, what percentage chance do you think right now? I just asked you about Caleb uh, in USC, and you went 60-40. Uh, because it's just unusual, we haven't seen that come down yet. We all thought, "All right, Jackson Dart's in the portal. Here it goes. Get ready, get ready. It's coming." Well, it hasn't come down yet. What percentage chance do you think the Sooners have both Dylan Gabriel and Jackson Dart on the roster in the spring game? Seventy percent. Really? Yep. That's a pretty good. That that, that's a pretty good situation right there. If you if you get that. You know, Chubba Purdy, I I don't know. Uh, You know, he went to Florida State, and he and McKenzie Milton both were backups last year for a while. And uh, I don't know. Jackson Dart seems to have more potential. What do you think of uh, Chubba Purdy? I mean,
1: he's a depth guy. Mm -hmm. He's not ready to start. He could start eventually, but not immediately. He's a guy that will come in and provide depth and develop. And hopefully, one day, if you're in a situation where you need to throw him out there on the field, he's ready to go. But we'll see.
0: Would Oklahoma, again, pure speculation here. Let's say that Jackson Dart, who is visiting today, commits to Oklahoma. Dylan Gabriel is staying in Oklahoma. And you've got that as your quarterback duel heading into the spring with Nick Evers, a very talented freshman, also on the roster. But, you know, a year down the road or so, maybe a couple years down the road, who knows? Would Is that a better situation than it would have been if the Sooners had had Casey Thompson coming in to compete?
1: Yes, I think so. I just think, you know, Casey Thompson is a guy that his his ceiling is limited. And that was my concern with him, and that's why I think... Dylan Gabriel made more sense than Casey Thompson up front. That's why I think Jackson Dart makes more sense than Casey Thompson, just because the ceiling is higher. And that's no knock on Casey Thompson. No, Because no. he's a fantastic quarterback, and what he did in the midst of a horrible situation at Texas this past year is pretty remarkable, all things considered, particularly if you consider the fact that he was doing it with a broken thumb. Yeah. So... Casey Thompson was a tremendously productive quarterback at Texas in the year 2021, but you're talking about a guy that what he can do physically in terms of his ceiling is just not on par with a guy like Dart or a guy like Gabriel.
0: You know what's crazy is who would have thought last year in the Cotton Bowl when we had uh, Caleb Williams – Versus Casey Thompson. Well, it started out with Spencer Rattler against uh, Casey Thompson. All three quarterbacks yeah. played in that game. And somewhere else. N- yeah, all of them. Uh, and then Oklahoma would face Casey Thompson in Lincoln in the next season. I mean, that is modern-day college football right there to a T. All right, we're going to break. Don't ever lose your religion. Sooner football is a religion in this state. We know that. Hang tight to it. Don't let mules chew. The deceiver throw you off course. All right, we will take a timeout right here. Come back one more segment in the first hour. Thank you, Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems. You're with Steelman and Thune on the ref, and we shall return. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong singing about the situation right there. We share the same birthday.
1: Do you really? Yeah, ah. I share a birthday with a lot of a lot of celebrities. I didn't I know enough. that. Really? Yeah, Billy Joe, um, Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, ah. Jim Brown was born on my birthday. Michael so. Jordan
0: or Michael B. Jordan?
1: No, the, the Michael Jordan. MJ. Air. I right, gotcha, Air Jordan.
0: I don't even know who I share a birthday with. Maybe I'll go have Google it up. Have to do that. All right, uh, techs are flying in by the plenty today. We appreciate that. So does Air Comfort Solutions. It's their text line, 405-651-3439. You know, maybe, just maybe Caleb Williams was out there and thought, you know what, maybe I don't want to play for a guy like this. I can tell you personally, if I'm looking at a guy um, that's a potential transfer incoming here and that guy quit on his team midseason, Unless there's a extenuating circumstance,
1: I, I'm going to have a hard time taking them. <laughs> uh,
0: I think you suck. You can't rely on that, man. Come on, you just can't. Uh, you know, proven liar. Right? There should be a penalty for lying. Of course, tonight I'd have to pay a lot of penalties for my past. Uh, we could but, you know, bring back medieval torture. Yeah, right. Or something put like them, that. Put him in one of those things where, what were they called? I can't remember. <laughs> like but, a stockade. Yeah, a stockade. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, so let's get back to the text line. Uh, Jenny Baranchek, we want to apologize. We are going to get to your great victory last night and uh, Taylor Robertson's big night. Uh, five for five from three. All time big twelve record for three pointers made. And Jenny Baranchak, uh, man, 14 and 2, 3 and 1 of the league. Take down Baylor. Now the wicked witch of Waco, Kim Mulkey, uh is no longer there, but that's still a really good win. Okay, let's go. Okay, text line. One
1: of our listeners says twenty twenty elite eleven was canceled due to COVID. How did you see Caleb Williams there? Um I can confirm. The Elite 11 in 2020 was not canceled because I drove to Murfreesboro, Tennessee on June 29th, 2020 to witness that event. So, I don't know, maybe the preliminaries somewhere or regionals were canceled. I don't know. But the national competition with the 20 best prep quarterbacks in the country, that definitely happened. Are you um, Are you
0: taking umbrage? You want to take umbrage there? No, I'm not taking umbrage. Okay, I just wondering if you wanted to go umbrage on that. One listener... Says, I have filed Caleb Williams away in the Rhett Bomar section of my brain. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's, that a, that's, what, that's the medulla oblongata. Something wrong with his medulla oblongata. Okay. Uh, listener points out, I feel like if he
1: came back the team would have lost some respect in the locker room. It might turn into a Spencer Rattler situation. And that's a
0: fair concern. It's just so weird that you don't see this happen. I get the Muleshoe connection. I'm very aware of that. But a, a kid who is beloved by a fan base, Heisman Trophy candidate, and a Blue Blood program who, as a backup, already had NIL deals, how many times have we heard him that he dresses his uh, his Schwab dog with mustard? A million times, and goes out, plays great in the Alamo Bowl, and then decides, you know what? I need to go look around. It's just it's modern day college football. But uh, Caleb Williams will be the guy we look back at. You know when this starts happening more and more and more. And look, we've had a bunch of people in the portal. I get that a lot of prospects in the portal, but. Uh, of Caleb Williams' stature, Uh, Jalen Hurts would be one. But that was different. Tua had taken over that job. Caleb Williams was the man. He was the BMOC. Caleb Williams is the biggest name that has ever hit the transfer
1: portal in its short history, and I don't think that's really a debate. Bigger than Jalen Hurts? Bigger than Jalen Hurts. Way bigger. People forget, like, Jalen Hurts wasn't going to be a draft pick until he got to Oklahoma.
0: No, and, and Jalen Hurts was big, but you're right. It was a different scenario at that time. There is no doubt about it. So, all right, a lot more on this. We've got – how many texts are unread now? 124. Wow. All right, well, they're going to keep coming. They're going to keep coming. Thank you, Tim Lasher. Thank you for uh, the work you do at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Great company. Shay and I have used them before, and they're really, really good. And Tim was a reliable Sooner. He wouldn't have been jumping in the portal – not Tim Lasher. He was busy burying the dreams of Nebraska fans and Oklahoma State fans back in the day. That's what he did. All right, we have another hour to go, and uh, we hope you'll stick around here on The Ref on a Thursday. Mike Steely Parker Thune with you. And, uh, again, next hour, a lot more text on the way. Sooner football all the way. Probably mix in a little more, but a lot of Sooner football. Keep it here. Hour number two here on The ref on a Thursday. Uh, Parker was telling us about all the uh, famous people that uh, share his birthday. So I thought, who who is uh, aligned with me on my birthday? Which is coming. It, it's in August. It'll be my birthday month in August. Uh, Patrick Swayze, Roman Polanski. Ee, great filmmaker, creepy individual. Andy Sandberg, Robert Redford, uh, Ed Norton, Christian Slater. And that's about it. So mine's very weak. You got me beat. You have got me beat. Even just with Michael Jordan, you had me beat. I know. Michael Jordan is kind of the ultimate trump card, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Uh, for me, you know, I wish I sh- shared my birthday with Tiger or Jack Nicholas, you know, or like Kurt Cobain or Jim Morrison or Brian Wilson, somebody like that from the Beach Boys.
1: Isn't Tiger's birthday like December?
0: Yeah, right? it is. Like it is. Very
1: end of December.
0: Yeah. It is. All right. Uh, you know, the text line is just lighting up. So we're going right back there because everybody has an opinion on this. And we were talking about, uh, you know, what? why hasn't Caleb Williams made the decision that, you know what, um, I'm going to USC. We keep we keep waiting. I can see it in my mind's eye right now when it's tweeted out, you know, the Photoshop Caleb Williams in a USC uniform, dropping back to throw the football. And uh, I think we all expected that by now. So what, what's going on? And is there any chance? I don't think there is, but we threw it out there just as conjecture and to see what people would feel like. What if Caleb Williams picked up the phone and told Sooner coaches, you know what, I'm coming back. How would Sooner fans feel about that? And we're getting a zillion responses. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Oh, this is is
1: a golden one. This comes from a listener in Broken Bow. Got a buddy that goes to KU. Saw Caleb and his dad eating lunch at the Lawrence Pizza Hut. Yeah, I'm going to file that under things I don't believe ever happened.
0: Really? Hmm. So, yeah, it makes sense. Caleb to Kansas. That would prepare him, right, for... (laughs) <laughs> maybe they, uh, the thought of maybe they were passing through, but I would guess that they would be flying, right? Yeah,
1: I would also guess they wouldn't be eating at Pizza Hut. <laughs> I just that again, just my opinion, take it for what it's worth, but I can not I can't foresee any reason why Caleb and Carl Williams would be in Lawrence, Kansas at a Pizza Hut. So, I'm going to say that's a case of mistaken identity.
0: Well, like my dad, rest in peace dad, love you miss you, but um he always, we would go on a trip, he would swear that he, was, he, was, he would see two people. It was either Bear Bryant or Babe Perilli, who was the quarterback at Kentucky who beat Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl. And all of a sudden, look, over there, that's Babe Perilli. And so that became a running joke. My brother and I would point, hey, look, Babe Perilli over there, you know. <laughs> uh, but he always thought that he saw them, and maybe that's what's going on there with the uh, Caleb Williams at the Pizza Hut in uh, Kansas. Okay, you'll appreciate this one. USC is Ginger.
1: OU is Marianne.
0: Muleshoe is Gilligan. Yeah, I like that. See, Ginger was all flash and Hollywood. Marianne was a good, solid farm girl who still looked really good, and I think a lot of people would pick Marianne because she would would have been a lot more reliable than Ginger. One listener says, If
1: I if they saw him in Lawrence, I saw
0: him at the Sonic in Westville. <laughs> I saw Caleb over in uh well, where was it? It was uh, Bug Tussle over there at the barbecue joint over there. He and his dad were, you know, eating some barbecue over there. I asked him where they were going, they just looked at me like you're crazy. Another listener says, if I was Caleb, I wouldn't come back due to the widespread overreaction and
1: negativity from OU fans. People act like they would never consider another job. I mean, like, here's here's the analogy I would make, right? Like,
0: you remember, have you watched How I Met Your Mother, Mike? A couple times. Not, not a lot. I know people thought it was a great show, but I've seen it a couple times. Here's the thing. I think in a lot of people's eyes, Caleb Williams visiting USC
1: and entertaining the advances of Lincoln Riley. Mule shoe. Sorry, I'll neck myself. Uh, Caleb Williams visiting USC and entertaining the advances of Lincoln (laughs) mule shoe are akin to Marshall taking a job
0: at Goliath national bank. I'll go with that. I don't know, but, but it sounds like it makes sense to me, but the, yeah. And that's the deal is look, um, this doesn't happen. People going in the portal prospects going in the portal happens. Yes. But it's usually they don't like the coaching staff or they don't feel like they're getting a fair shot, you know, or in Jalen Hurts' situation, he wanted to go come play with Muleshoe here and develop his skills to be an NFL quarterback, and Tua had won that job. It is not often – I can you think of anybody else in the portal who is like big man on campus – loved by their fan base I mean, not as much now obviously but was and everybody wanted him back and he was clearly going to be a Heisman contender and had no competition for the job no
1: I mean this and, is this is unprecedented it on, is. in
0: multiple facets I mean it's it's really it's really bizarre but uh, like I said this maybe this is just modern day college football
1: and it is and I think I think what Caleb and the Williams family are finding out via this whole process is that, I know it's kind of cliche, grass ain't always greener, Mike.
0: No. you Grass you know, ain't always greener. There are reasons that cliches exist because there's some truth, uh, and sometimes a lot of truth in those. All right, right before we get back to the text line, I want to ask you about some of the prospects. So here's who we're talking about, it looks like, for Oklahoma with these portal visits, including Jackson Dart, the USC quarterback, uh, visiting Oklahoma today. Drew Sanders is going to be one. Michael Trigg, the USC tight end, going to be one. That's right. Uh, Jackson Player, the Tulsa defensive lineman. Chuba Purdy visited uh, earlier in the week. What about Kieran Lacey, the wide receiver from Louisiana?
1: Doesn't sound like that one's trending in OU's direction. Uh, okay. Just because there appears to be a lot of SEC interest in Kyron Lacey.
0: Makai Wingo.
1: Makai Wingo. Again, from what I was told initially, uh, Oklahoma it probably isn't where Makai Wingo ends up. But, again, you got to account for the Todd Bates factor. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe that's enough to eventually lure Makai Wingo to the Sooners. But.
0: He's the defensive lineman from Missouri who was an uh, all-SEC you know SEC freshman, made him freshman team, so he's got some talent, there's no doubt. Do you think the Jackson player is going to end up at Oklahoma? I know his old defensive coordinator is at TCU, right? Oklahoma State might be in the mix. Arkansas. But I, at this point,
1: I would say I, – I hate to say no – because I think OU – there was a moment there where things were trending really positively for OU. I think the fact that he hasn't visited OU to this point and he was down at Baylor yesterday, that kind of gives me the impression that he's leaning towards being closer to home maybe in Waco. And You always kind of knew Baylor was going to be OU's stiffest competition in that race. He was a high school teammate
0: of Tanner Mordecai, right? right, Waco Waco Midway. So,
1: honestly, if I am putting money down right now, I think Jackson Player ends up at Baylor. Okay. But yeah, OU's I forget, by no yeah, means out of that race.
0: And, I forgot he was from Waco. That's right. Yeah. yeah, And things
1: can change so
0: quickly with these portal guys. So, Anybody else? Portal possibilities that I'm failing to mention?
1: Yeah, C.J. Colden, the defensive back from Wyoming. Uh, OU is very much in it for him. And I know he plans to visit. I would be surprised if CJ Colden isn't a Sooner when it's all said and
0: done. Drew Sanders, does he wind up at OU? He was committed to OU for a long time before he picked Bama.
1: It's hard to say. A lot of our 24-7 sports national experts believe that Texas is going to be the spot. I know Arkansas is in the mix. But again, OU was Drew Sanders' first love. Right, he was committed there for a lot more than a minute. And so... I'm not ruling OU out. This is one that's going to be very difficult to get a reliable gauge on because Drew Sanders doesn't really talk to anybody. And so I think this would be one that I would not carry an expectation on, but there's some reason for guarded optimism surrounding OU's chances with Drew Sanders.
0: Uh, Michael Trigg, the transfer tight end from Southern Cal. The Sooners, again, have the two young kids, Llewellyn, coming in. They have uh, Caden Helms coming in. Uh, They got Daniel Parker from Missouri, and who am I leaving out? Uh, Obviously, Brandon Willis, Braden Willis, coming back.
1: So, uh, McCabe Matalier from Cal. Right. Are you talking about the tight ends? Yeah.
0: Just, uh, what do you think about Michael Trigg as a possibility?
1: I think OU needs another experienced tight end in that room, just for the sake of leadership, if nothing else. Because you got Braden Willis. Sure. Daniel Parker is very much a blocking first guy, and a lot of people asking on the text line if Daniel Parker is still committed to OU because he's not showing up in the 24 seven sports portal as committed to Oklahoma. I don't know why that is, but yes, Daniel Parker is committed to Oklahoma uh, and he'll be coming. So blocking first guy has something like 12 career receptions. Mm -hmm. So he's not going to be a pass catcher. So if you're looking to make heavy use of the tight end, you want to have at least one other guy in that room that you can plug and play alongside Braden Willis. And, That's not to say that Caden Helms and or Jason Llewellyn doesn't explode onto the scene, because particularly in Helms' case, I think that's a very legitimate possibility. But you would like to have one other experienced guy in that room. I think Trigg, given his relationship with Dart, apparently they were roommates at USC, so if OU gets Dart, you would have to imagine they get Michael Trigg as well. But we'll see. Um, Again, so much can change so quickly, With regard to these guys that are in the portal so much more so than a typical high school recruitment, everything is so fly by the seat of your pants when you're in the portal because you got to make a decision on such a constricted timeline. Mm. And there are so many schools that you're talking to on the phone with and trying to get in contact. And there's just a lot to sift through and very little time to sift through all of it.
0: Okay, real quick. And we're getting back to uh, nothing but text in the next segment. So be patient. We're going to get to your text on the Air Comfort Solutions text line 405 651 3439. One other speculative question here. All right, I don't think this would happen, but let's say Jackson Darts makes a decision to come to Oklahoma. Percentage chance that Dylan Gabriel stays at Oklahoma?
1: Oh, I, I, I mean, all other factors. Aside, I would say 100%. And a
0: lot of that's because he's worked with Jeff Levy at UCF and knows the offense very well. So you don't think that – you do think that would be a quarterback competition between those two if Dart and uh, and Gabriel are are both still on the roster.
1: Here's the thing. I think Gabriel is Levy's guy. Mm -hmm. And so – I would lean towards Dart sitting behind Gabriel or potentially redshirting for a year because the reality is Gabriel's going to be playing his fourth year of college ball in 2022. If he has a productive season, if he puts up 4,000 yards and 30, 35 touchdowns, there's a good chance he's gone to the NFL after one year. And at that point, Jackson Dart is your guy. And you got Nick Evers waiting in the wings if things somehow don't pan out with Dart. But yeah, all other factors aside, I would say... If Jackson Dart commits to Oklahoma, that does not affect Dylan Gabriel's status at all, and I think Dylan Gabriel is still your starter day one in 2022. Yeah,
0: and, and I ask that only because it seems like so many of these kids are looking for almost a guaranteed spot. Like, I'm going to be the guy there. And I think the fact that, again, Dylan Gabriel has been under Jeff Levy's Uh, tutelage in the past at USF is a really good situation for Oklahoma. All right, we get a good text. One one,
1: one listener just says Deion
0: Sanders was spotted in the parking lot of the same Lawrence, Kansas, Pizza Hut. All right, uh, let's take a break right here. By the way, we want to thank Seth Wadley and the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Our number two sponsor, Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, Exit 72 on your way down there for a great deal on a car or truck. Oil changes, engines for life on newer, used gas or diesel at no additional cost. That's a heck of a deal. All right, back to all of your techs next right here on The Ref. All right, man, they have fired up the great listeners out there. The Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Thank you again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Pauls Valley. Mike Steely, Parker Thune here on the home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. And uh, let's get back to the text line. People are still, I mean, I don't know. I, we can't keep up with them. We really
1: can't. We got like 150 unread texts at this point, Mike. We'll we'll cycle through them as quickly as we can. Uh, One listener says, and you might get this reference, Mike, I don't. I think I'm just too young. Is it me or does Daddy Carl feel a bit like Uncle Curly?
0: Hmm. Am I missing that? What is that? Apparently it has to do with Marcus Dupree. Oh, okay. Yeah. Marcus Dupree. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Good one. And uh, Ken Fairley was an advisor for Marcus Dupree. And I can remember because at that time, you know, I was going to do a, you know, early in my career, going to do interviews and. Uh, it was so big when Marcus got here. And I remember a lot of people were like, who's this dude hanging around all the time? And it was his advisor. If you've seen the best that never was, the 30 for 30, he was advising Marcus. And I contended to this day, Marcus Dupree, and there was a kid named James Lee who ended up, I think, at Baylor, if I'm not mistaken, who actually was a phenomenal prospect, too. Didn't, you know, didn't play at Oklahoma, got in some trouble. I think he ended up at Baylor, if I remember right. Uh, but Marcus Dupree, like I said, 6'2", 240-pound guy, ran a 4'4". I mean, he was unbelievable. But I don't think Marcus had to work that hard. If you saw his high school uh, highlight tape, I mean, he played at Phila- in Philadelphia, Mississippi, number one running back in the country. And can you imagine as a high school kid trying to tackle a guy that looked like Lawrence Taylor running the football, you know? I mean, he it was – I mean, it was David versus Goliath, and, and David didn't win this time. David got run flat over in every game. So, But, yeah, bad. You know, maybe he's talking about Caleb is getting some, uh, some bad advice. Who knows? One listener says, I saw Caleb and his dad
1: at the airport in Las Vegas. I asked them where they were headed, and they were headed to a meeting with Phil Knight in Portland. This was yesterday. Hmm, that one,
0: I, I can buy that I one. Know, that's a, little a, little that's little that's a lot more believable in, than the Lawrence yeah, Pizza Hut. Yeah. I don't know. Um,. Phil Knight. And Las
1: Vegas to Portland to Lawrence in the span of 24 hours. That's pretty impressive.
0: What about, you know, we talked about Notre Dame for a while. What about, are we overlooking uh, Notre Dame? And what about the girlfriend at North Carolina? Oh, yes. The girlfriend at North
1: Carolina. Well, you know, I say it often, Mike. Girlfriends are undefeated with regard to recruiting and the transfer portal for that matter, too. I... I don't know. Is that even real? Like, are they actually dating? There's there's so much speculation that can be thrown around with regard to this whole ordeal. I just, I hope this, much like we were sitting here on Coaching Search Week and just saying, please get this over with, please get this over with. That's about where I'm at with this whole thing. I'm just like, I, I it matters so little to me where Caleb Williams ends up. And I think it matters so little to most of the OU fan base at mm-hmm. this
0: point, too. But... I mean, I just want it to be over. No, I, I think everybody feels over. that way. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I will say this. If somehow he wound up at Notre Dame, uh, maybe he could run up the score on Mule Shoot. That would be awesome, obviously, because Notre Dame and SC have that rivalry, and they play all the time. So, that would be very interesting. All right, back to the text line. Let's see what else we've
1: got. Let's sift through the unreads. Caleb is probably out recruiting more guys for SoCal. I mean, I don't know about all that. Who's he going to recruit at this point? So late in the process. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mario, sure. He doesn't really have to recruit Mario. Who else? Like, who else is in the portal that Caleb Williams knows or has a relationship with? That
0: I don't know. I do not know. And uh, I think we all assumed, again, Jalil Farouk might be one of those guys. And uh, all indications are that Jalil Farouk is uh, staying at Oklahoma. And we all were, were worried about Marvin Mims. And I don't know that it's 100% certain that he's staying at Oklahoma, but it certainly looks that way, right? Definitely looks like he's staying. Another listener says, and you'll like this comparison, Mike USC will become the old
1: Texas Tech of the Pac 12. Good offense, soft defense. Loser, liar, mule shoe, moron will be in the NFL in five years if he wins
0: ten to twelve games a year
1: and never gets past the first
0: playoff game. Here's the deal: um, I, you know, I, I think there's an easy answer to this, and none of us really know. I mean, it, a lot of us thought, man, Lincoln Riley's been given a job, and then he did a lot to earn that job. I'm not saying that he didn't mule shoe. My bad. Uh, but we thought, man, he's gonna be it. Unless it's the NFL, he's gonna be at Oklahoma for a long time. Well, guess what? We didn't know the dude as well as we thought. Uh, but I would bet a million dollars that Brent Venables will be at Oklahoma a lot longer than Mules is at USC.
1: That's about as safe a bet as you will come by, too. Another listener says, What if Caleb does this again next year when Bama and Ohio State need quarterbacks? And a lot, a lot of listeners have echoed
0: the same sentiment. Mm-hmm. Like, it could happen, right? Is this just right? going to happen again next season? I mean... You know, and he might set a trend there if something like that happens. It wouldn't it wouldn't totally shock me. Well, and him. I think I and I don't know, I'm not super well versed on it, but, but I believe
1: there are regulations in place for that kind of thing, right? I don't think he could just transfer again next year. I think it's a one time transfer. To, yeah, hopefully, then,
0: yes, they stick with that. Yeah,
1: and then you can grad transfer somewhere if yeah, you like attain your degree. Russell so, Wilson
0: did when he went from NC State to Wisconsin, right.
1: Exactly. So those are the guys that you see transferring multiple times or guys that have graduated. Caleb Williams isn't going to graduate after a year and a half of college.
0: Mm. I don't know. Maybe he's taking like 27 credit hours. Who knows for sure. But well, wasn't he taking high school courses when he was at OU or something weird like that? Yeah, or he was dual up? enrolled there yeah. for a while. He's a bright kid, man. He's a very impressive kid. There's no doubt about it. All right, Air Comfort Solutions tax line 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It's just really bizarre again to me. When we go to the phones. Do we have a phone? we have somebody on the line? It looked like we did. Maybe that was from the previous show. I think it was from the Yes, we show. do not we okay. do not have anybody on the phone. Call. I saw what? Okay. Have we, have we
1: ever taken a call on this show?
0: Uh, we've taken like three. We're more into the tech situation. If you want to call us, the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma tax resolution line is always available. 405 329 9000
1: Now they're just messing with us. One of our listeners says, saw Carl Williams eating with Shane Beamer in Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That should be, yeah, These keep those better. coming in, These too. get
1: better and better. My grandma's nurse's ex-husband saw Caleb Williams eating lunch in the Piggly Wiggly parking lot talking to <laughs> Shane Falco. Have you ever been
0: to a Piggly Wiggly? No, I can't say ah, that I have. I think they're still out there. Where was the one that I went to? I think it was Sherman, Texas, when I was uh, starting out in TV in the uh, media metropolis of Sh- Ada Ardmore, Sherman, Denison, Texas uh, at K-10. And when we moved from Ada down to uh, Texas, Sherman, Texas, I remember I had to go to a Piggly Wiggly, and it was it, it wasn't
1: p- wasn't hang on, wasn't Piggly Wiggly like the very first supermarket?
0: I don't like, know. like. Isn't that its claim to fame? Maybe you'd have to go ahead I and do it
1: I, up. The only place I've ever seen them is Georgia. That's the only state I've ever seen Piggly Wigglies in.
0: I. Unless I'm imagining things, there was one it was either I think it was Sherman, Texas where it was, it may have been Denison, Texas, it may have been right on the border. Let
1: me ask you this, Mike, and this comes from the Air Comfort Solutions text line as well. Mule shoe at USC, 3 years, you take the over or the under.
0: I'll take the over. I'll take the over on that, but um Really? Yeah, I'd take the under. Really? Yeah. I NFL, really you're that. thinking NFL, I right? I really do
1: believe that cuz I think he wants to jump to the NFL. And I think if he gets an opportunity, he'll take it.
0: Why didn't he wait this year? He could be like the Vikings coach or the Broncos. You know, there are a lot of openings out there. Again, like I said, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if Lincoln
1: Riley never coaches a game at USC. It wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't come as an immense surprise because, and I don't know what, I don't follow the NFL coaching searches the way I used to, but if there are NFL GMs and there are seven head coaching vacancies right now, Mm Mm-hmm. If those NFL GMs bring in Lincoln Riley for an interview and they offer him the job, I find it hard to believe he's going to turn down an NFL opportunity. So
0: if the Cowboys flounder around and lose to the 49ers in the first round of the playoffs and Mike McCarthy got fired, which isn't going to happen, but you think uh, Jerry made the call that Muleshoe would say, yeah, we're good? Yes, yes. And I don't think it has to be the Cowboys' job either. Yeah. I think there are plenty of other
1: jobs across the league that he would entertain.
0: See, this would be a totally different situation if he had left for an NFL job, uh, because as great as USC's tradition is, and as appealing as LA can be for some people, I get that. I, you know, I could have never lived there. I visited there a lot, but I could never live there. Too much traffic. It's just not for me. Some maybe it is. I mean, you wouldn't have thought a kid from Muleshoe, Texas would be California dreaming like that. And it's an opportunity to become a hero out there and rebuild that program. But I would have thought NFL. And if it had been an NFL job, Sooner fans would have been able to take that. And you wouldn't be seeing all these tweets and all the responses. They feel like, you know, he left Oklahoma for a program in a lot worse shape and one they don't like very much already. One more question via
1: the text line. Could Caleb be waiting on Lincoln's decision to go to the NFL right now?
0: Hey, Whoa. those people out in Texland, they're pretty smart. They're pretty smart. Eh? Interesting. All right, we'll break right here, coming back. We got to hear from Jenny Baranchek when we get back. I mean, what a job she has done. And uh, Taylor Robertson on setting the record last night. Big Sooner win over Baylor. A lot more of your texts on the way as well. Keep it here on The Ref. All right, actually, the numbers, eighty three seventy seven last night, the, uh, or 23-14, 83-77. Number 23, uh, Oklahoma defeated number 14, Baylor, uh, again by six last night. Great comeback by the Sooner women, uh, Jenny Baranchek. Man, you talk about a home run hire. She's it. Porter Moser's been great also. Joe Castiglione has done it again, ladies and gentlemen. He has done it again. almost like that guy knows what he's doing. It's like Joe Castiglione in the athletic director home run derby would just be hitting balls out of the park every time. Right there in the fedora, no batting helmet, just knocking it out of the park. Left and right. And uh, Jenny Baranchek has the uh, Sooner women at 14-2. and Uh, The Wicked Witch of Waco is no longer there. She she went to... uh, LSU. What a pairing there. You've got your head football coach Brian Kelly and your uh, head women's coach Kim Mulkey. Two horrible human beings. Good coaches, but uh, Kim Mulkey has turned into the female Frankenstein. I mean, it's like there's I mean there's an operation happening all the time. and if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But Kim Mulkey is not a good human in my opinion now. do I know her personally? No, but I've seen enough to know that I'm not judging, yeah, I guess I am. But I'm completely judging. <laughs> I was about to say, that's all you're doing, Mike. The, the Wicked Witch of Waco was not there. But a, any victory over Baylor in uh, women's basketball is very good. Here is Ginny Baranchek uh, talking about uh, how this team is progressing, and it's looking pretty good. I
1: think you can see that, that we're continuing to get better, and – you know, and especially, it's not an easy system. It's not an easy offense, especially when we're down in numbers. And we're down in numbers right now. We don't have everybody. And so for us to be able to play at that pace and that style is not an easy thing to do. But we can do hard things. And, you know, I think just some of the highlight reel material tonight, you know, in terms of our passing. I mean, you look at the way that we ended the first half. That, that really gave us momentum going into halftime. I mean, you look at some of the ba- the balls that we shared tonight. Uh, it was really fun basketball, and I think some of our turnovers even came from trying to overdo it, um, but you know what? We'll get there, and, and yeah, I, I just think, I think we have a lot of balance, and I think we have a really fun group and a really fun team.
0: All right. She is a good coach, and uh, like I said, that's been a great hire. Also, the other story last night, Taylor Robertson sets, you know, recently she said the Sooner – women's record and last night she set the big 12 all-time record for threes made with 393 and she had 15 points contributing to the victory and all she did was go five of five perfect from three point range and uh, she loved that also loves any victory OU can get over baylor
1: it's really cool um none of us ever have um it's been a while since OU has beaten them um it's really cool because they're a really, really good team um, and for us to go out and hang, hang around with them enough and give ourselves a chance at the end um, and be able to gut it out at the end, get stops when we needed to, um, hit shots at the end when we had to, um, it's just really cool and I'm glad we all got to experience it.
0: All right, so the Sooner women next will play TCU Saturday, one thirty at the LNC. Maddie Williams had 18 last night. As I said, Taylor Robertson, 15, 5 of 5 from 3, setting the record. That's very impressive. Oklahoma outscored Baylor 23-12 in the fourth quarter. It would have been a perfect rush victory if it would have been 21-12 in the fourth quarter, but it was oh, 23-12 in the fourth quarter. Uh, and Skylar Van 22 points, 7 boards, playing really solid basketball for the OU women. Shout-out Bryant Van. Covered Bryant when he was uh, playing for Billy in the early 90s. So Bryant Van's got to be very proud. Skyler with 22 points and seven boards in the Sooner victory. And, again, uh, Oklahoma and TCU Saturday, 1-30 at the LNC. All right, uh, got Tech still rolling in, so let's get right back to them on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Now you're talking Coach Jenny. Been to several of the games, and I have as much fun watching Coach
1: as I do the players. I remember watching the first game up in South Dakota. It was a critical part of the game, and she's smiling in the huddle, and her players started smiling. It was almost like she was saying, isn't this fun to be able to play this sport? I love her. I think it was a home run hiring.
0: Yes, no doubt about it. Uh, She has done a fantastic job so far, and I've I've noticed that in some of the press conferences and, and watched a little bit of the games, not much, But uh, in the press conferences, the girls, there's that line of respect that she's the coach, but you can tell they like her also quite a bit. Um, I've noticed that in a lot of the uh, post-game interviews. So, yeah, another another great job by Joe C. One listener says, just bumped into Caleb and Carl at Love's in Boise City looking for the (laughs) (laughs) Lincoln-Riley Memorial Highway. I
1: love that. Did we ever get that passed? I don't know if it's been passed. I got to make a road trip out there this summer. To check out what the Lincoln Memorial or the
0: Mule Shoe Memorial Highway actually looks like, they could build the uh, Lincoln Memorial at OU, and it would be like a donkey taking, well, defecating (laughs) or something.
1: I don't know. I've never been to the Panhandle, Mike. Have you?
0: I have not been to the. Believe it or not, I haven't. Wow. There's a place called Slapout up there, right? And the legend is that there was this. grocery store there just a real small store a general store and every time somebody would go out you go sometimes go out there and say hey I'm, I'm here i'm looking for flour do you have any flour And the old man there would say we are slap out of that and it became slap out that's that's the legend of slap out i don't know if it's true or not oh, we'd man. have to ask the williams family i'm sure they were there one listener says just saw carl
1: and his father Standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona.
0: <laughs> it's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford. Ah, oh, good song. Uh, good text too.
1: On the topic of Piggly Wiggly, mm-hmm. one listener says, Piggly Wiggly is all over Texas. I've been to many in both big and small towns. I you didn't know, realize that. Somebody I spent told a lot me, of time in Texas. I've never seen a Piggly Wiggly. Somebody huh.
0: uh, tweeted at me that uh, there's a Piggly Wiggly he knows of in Gainesville, Texas. So I looked up to see if the Piggly Wiggly was still in Sherman, Texas, mm-hmm. and it shut down in 2009.
1: Dang. So we've been a whole zodiac
0: cycle. Since What's another one days? like Tom Thumb? Didn't they have a? Isn't there a Tom Thumb grocery there's, chain? Okay, too? Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a Tom Thumb in uh, the Colony, Texas, which is one of the DFW suburbs.
0: The Colony sounds like an M Night Shyamalan movie to me, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> it? And you kinda, think, man, this is going to be good. Oh man, it sucked. M Night Shyamalan who had like a, two or three good movies at first, and everything else has been horrible.
1: Uh, one. This is an interesting question here. One listener asks, "Do you foresee OU offering Mabry Metayer soon?" Already six five two ten at quarterback, getting tons of offers as a twenty twenty four kid. He's McCade's brother.
0: You talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago. That yes, that uh, you know, yeah. OU hasn't offered a
1: quarterback in that class yet. They offered three in the twenty twenty three class: Arch Manning, mm-hmm. uh, Jaden Rashada, and Jackson Arnold. So. Clearly, that that's another interesting departure from the Muleshoe regime is that Muleshoe had one guy. Mm-hmm. He always had one quarterback that he targeted. Clearly, Levy is going to keep all his options on the table.
0: Arch Manning to Oklahoma, are you in favor of that? I am not. Why? I made that no secret. Come I on. am not in favor
1: of the circus that that would be.
0: Come on. We need Arch Manning and Norman. That would be, I, I mean, come on. You'd have Cooper at every game. Like I said, you could do a Manning cast on Soonersports.com. And, it, you know, it'd be awesome.
1: One listener says the only Oklahoma Piggly Wiggly is in Muldrow. We're going to have to check on that.
0: Where's Muldrow? I don't Muldrow know. Muldrow
1: is uh, east Oklahoma, like almost to Arkansas. Really? That's where Muldrow He's is.
0: over there by the blue whale of Catoosa.
1: Think I don't think it's close to Katusa.
0: We did road trip one time to the Blue Whale of Katusa.
1: The Blue Whale of Katusa, yeah, that like a, that's an actual thing.
0: Uh, yeah, go ahead and Google it during the break. You'll see it. There's a little uh, a pool or a pond right there that the Blue Whale of Katusa resides in, and it's <laughs> it's on Route 66, is why it's so popular. So. Yes.
1: One more listener says, saw Caleb and his dad in the mountains of California panning for gold.
0: (laughs) Were they on Gold Rush? They weren't panning with Parker Schnabel in Alaska or wherever? All right, we got a break right here. Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley. Exit 72. Exit 72 for a great deal on a vehicle from our friends at the Seth Wadley Auto Group. Take a timeout right here. One more segment coming up. Stay with us here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I like it. Welcome back. Final segment, Steel Man and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network from our man, Driver. I just saw this, Driver. Normally, I have my phone on Do Not Disturb, so sometimes if you text me, uh, I don't hear it and I don't see it. But uh, here is what Driver said earlier. What if Caleb is playing Mule Shoe along to give him the ultimate mm -hmm for leaving OU and him? And he ends up at a and or another program that strings Mule Shoe along. I, I can't see Caleb Williams at Texas A&M. Could you? <sighs> I don't no, know. No, I really can't. But are they paying people at a and I mean,
1: they, n- no comment. Um, you know what was interesting? One of our listeners said on the text line, what if Mario went to UT just to steal the playbook? What if it is just all a massive conspiracy uh, to take hey. down USC and Texas from the inside?
0: I, I That story I like. Now, that's a very unlikely ending, though. No. You said 60. I went 65 that Caleb still winds up at Southern Cal.
1: Yes. That's where we we're it's, sitting.
0: Man, it just feels like, why? Why? Because the word is, doesn't he have to be in classes at USC on Monday? Now, normally they can figure a way around that, right? If it's, Yeah, I
1: think there's like a two-week period at the beginning of the semester. Okay. There's like an add-drop yeah. period. So like I dropped one class
0: in, uh, at OU because uh, he said there would be 23 required reading materials, and I got up, walked out, and went and dropped it. I almost dropped a class. I never actually dropped a class. I came very, very close one time.
1: It was understanding music. That was the class. Which I mean, I've been a musician for half my life, so I didn't figure I'd have any problems with it. But it wasn't anything like that was actually musical. It was just learning about like the history of classical music, and the professor was terrible. I'm not name dropping. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to drop any names. Well, professor this... was very, and I found out after the fact he was very, very unpopular. You know, you go to that uh, rate my professor mm-hmm. site these right. days, and yeah, his reviews were not great.
0: I forget the pre- professor at OU that was way up in his years. Very nice guy. You could barely hear him. Uh, you know, this was at the old Dale Hall, and it was Greek mythology. And uh, you could actually call him at home and say, hey, what's the answer to, like when you're prepping on a test, and he would give you the answer. So we called him from the Land of Kai House a couple times, and he gave us the answer. So we aced that class. But this was literature, and there were 23. You know, I could, I could read three books or something maybe in a semester for one class. Maybe. You know, Cliff's Cliff's notes it. But this was like, you know, the Iliad, the Odyssey, Beowulf, all that classic old BS. You know what? And I said, nope, not for me. All right. I walked out, went to the bursar's office, said, "Uh, I need to drop this class. (laughs) Why? Too much reading. That's why. All right, uh, by the way, while Superman makes his decision, uh, you need to be thinking about something else, Super. The Super Points and Super Plays promotion at Riverwind. Right now through January 29th, the top wild card members who are in the most points on Gaming Capital Group Machines, a specific group of machines, the Gaming Capital Group Machines, will win Super Bowl trip prizes, including airfare, Hotel stay, ground transportation, and a couple of tickets to the 2022 Super Bowl in L.A. Valued at $23,000 plus... They're going to give you 100000 not not 100000 a $1,000 cash. 100000 would be unbelievable, but uh, $1,000 cash as well in this promotion continuing through January 29th. So if you get out to Riverwind, look for the Gaming Capital Group machines. There's a lot of signage around those machines, and if you need somebody to help you out, they'll always do that for you at Riverwind, point you in the right direction. Try and get as many points on your wild card on those machines, and you could win a trip to the Super Bowl. All right, we should get to a few more texts before we get out of here. We got a couple minutes left.
1: Let's see if we got any good ones here. Apparently, there's a Mercedes commercial with the blue whale of Katusa in it. Really, I yeah. didn't know that. There's there's a link. I, I I don't have time to click it or watch the commercial, but I guess apparently it, it made a Mercedes commercial. We so road trip to the blue real whale. Uh,
0: we we took white styrofoam cups. We drew just a blue whale on them with uh, like a sharpie, and we've filled those with beverages, and we had a designated driver, and we road tripped, actually, at the time we didn't, which was really stupid. But that was, like, back in the 80s, way back when. One listener has very concisely
1: summed up all of my thoughts on the Arch Manning situation. Okay. This listener says, the circus has left town. If Arch comes, he brings the circus back to
0: town. Can we just play football? Yeah, yeah, maybe that's a good way to look at it right there. That's... That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> oh,
1: one listener says, Caleb and Carl spotted at DW's adult video in North Texas. <laughs> oh,
0: man. Crazy.
1: Inter- I, I, we, we got a text from one listener, Mike, down in the Lawton area who says, Mike, I knew I recognized your voice. It all came together when you mentioned K10. Being from
0: Medill, mm-hmm. that's one of our main local channels. So I guess they, was were, long, they were a viewer of yours. That was a long time ago. I had more hair and less weight. And, uh, you know, that was back in, golly, what, like 86, 87? And I, I stayed with TV for a while. I always did radio when I could, too. Um, I prefer radio because you know why I left TV? Because you have to wear makeup and dress up all the that time. That is true. And I thought, you know what? I That's really why I left. I don't like wearing a suit every day. I'm more comfortable in a hoodie and a hat and a pair of jeans, and too much makeup and powder, and wearing a suit every day was not for me, so I quit. Never regretted it either. And, uh, you know, for everybody on TV, that's fine. We got a lot of good people in the market here. Really good. But uh, I just, I'm like, man, I don't want to dress up this much. All right, we've got locked in coming up with Parker. Parker. Who's on with you today? That's a great question. I don't know either. All right, a mystery man. Maybe Caleb Williams makes his announcement right here with you. (laughs) You never know. Thune and Superman. There you go. All right, have a great Thursday.